1: Again, thank you for joining us on this beautiful Wednesday. If you're listening to us and recording, I don't know what day it is, but we recorded it on a Wednesday. It is a Wednesday. A it is a beautiful Wednesday. Summer Wednesday, Hernan here, host of the Business Bros Podcast with my co-host, James, the insurance bro. Yeah. What was I going to say? Oh, the insurance the bro with pipeline, yeah, with
2: pipeline <laughs> insurance. Yeah. yeah. Oops. We go. Uh, I'm over here trying to set up the uh, watch <laughs> party and all that stuff, see? so I'm like, oh, oh see, true. here we go. That's there what happens go. when I get distracted.
1: We're males. We can't do two things at the same time. Keep that's the right. mistakes right? in, man. So that's how it works. All right, ladies and gentlemen. We always do. Uh, intro. See? Intro I'm time. To Here we go. Myself. See, I know. It, it, it's
2: Wednesday. It's, it's not even Wednesday. Friday. Come Monday. on. Guys. Come on. Come on. Come on. Here we go. All right. Well, as mentioned previously, we do have another exciting show planned for y'all today. We have someone very special coming from a ways away, as I understand it. Uh, Mr. I mean. Steve. Haru from victory selling and man this is gonna be some good good information i already know you're gonna dig deep into uh (laughs) steve's story but
1: before we get to that unadulterated unadulterated, (laughs) i love it (laughs) but before we get to that 365 pairs of shoes ladies and gentlemen is what we're trying to reach so if you have a gently pair used gently used pair of shoes Messed it up again, right? If you have a gently used pair of shoes, you want to donate new shoes, you want to donate cash, hit James up, 619-884-0045, or james at csfirst.com. He'll roll over on his Harley and pick up those donations from you. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, they're going to the homeless, so high heels probably won't work. So if you have something that they can use on a regular basis, um, they they do a lot of walking, so they go through shoes quite quickly. Four to five months.
2: Just to
3: save you some time, I'm going to give you the shoes off my feet.
1: Whoa.
2: Yeah. Wow. Appreciate Thank you, that. Steve. All right. I just that have to is... walk to the car,
3: so no big deal.
2: Dude, <laughs>
3: quick stop at DSW. Yeah.
2: Love so, you, man. That's awesome.
3: You got it, man. Love so cool. It,
1: love Thank you. It. Thank you very much. So you ladies and gentlemen, it. you have no excuse. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. Uh, I right. think that's pretty much it for the intros. we got no other uh, events. I'm not even going to bother about the uh, Agents Alliance. I said it once. It's you cool. know what?
1: <laughs> we do have an event coming up. Oh, um, yeah? And I'll let I'll let Steve talk about it because Steve's actually going to be teaching at that event. LCA,
3: All right. Lab Code Agents Live, next week. Well, depending on when you're listening to it. It might yeah. already be passed. But uh, if you're getting this before, it's the 18th and 19th of June at the Hotel Dell. Um, it's going to be an amazing event. I mean, just... The who's who in the real estate industry uh, is going to be there teaching and then they let me in. Uh, for some reason as well. <laughs> so uh, appreciate that again Nick and Tristan Lab Code Agents live. So check it out.
1: Lab Code Agents live. And I I've, I've heard uh, quite a bit from, you know, it's it's you know, people start talking about the little events. There's big events that happen regularly that people kind of push. Mike yeah. Ferry events being one of them, you know. And Lab Code Agents is another one. I I just see see and hear the whisper about it all the time. This
3: one's great, man. Straight up truth and uh, it's going to be great. So, and Steve 20 by 20% way, off That's Steve all I was going to say You have a I promo I just forgot book, about right? that yeah, yeah So thanks for reminding yeah, me for sure. Yeah for sure I mean Should any, be good
1: Any training is good training Agreed. Right On top of that If you can get it at a discount It's even
3: better <laughs> Yeah these these guys put on a top notch event So um, no upsells This ain't going to be you Jumping on your chair Dancing around singing So this is going to be real stuff Come Practical. prepared Tactical Come prepared to learn that's, so. And that's the beauty of it right So tell me a little bit about your background Where'd you come from Sure Long story short, uh, Boston. Grew up in Boston. Stanley Cup playoffs, game seven tonight. Bruins about to take the cup, but that's another story. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so second grade through high school, I did not say one word. I mean, nothing. Um, No dances, no dates, no prom, none of that. Uh, The only thing I was good at was sports because I could just do that by myself, go shoot threes all day, not be around people. And then uh, my freshman year of college, actually – Got a job selling Cutco knives, and many of y'all know Mr. Eric Gilman, my close friend, and uh, that was an interesting occasion in my start in sales, because I got the job, went home, told my parents I was going to be selling knives, and uh, my dad said, "Uh, you're not doing that. And I said, (laughs) why not? He goes, well, one, you don't speak, Uh, two, nobody's going to buy your knives, and three, I'm not giving you the money for the knife kit. And I said, uh, all right um, Hey mom, you got 150 bucks. (laughs) And so (laughs) mom gave me the money and, uh, I'd never sold anything in my life. Deathly afraid of people. Um, certainly never thought I'd be in sales. And I think my first three weeks in the business, I was number one in all of new England. Um, I made 1600 bucks, which for a freshman in college might as well been 1.6 million Yeah, and, um, ended up staying with them all through college. My senior year was number one in the country with Cutco and, uh, Cockle must how I got have started. a
1: really good training program because I it's hear good, a I mean. lot of people who've gone through that and so on many,
3: to so many different. Y- y'all know Eric Gilman. Y'all know Jesse Wright. Yes. I mean, the list is like endless of people that have really cut their teeth, you know, in that business. And so how
1: does a, how does a kid who doesn't say anything, who couldn't get a date in high school, yeah. right? How does like how does that kid turn I mean, into a top notch agent? I um, and sales.
3: I learned early on that. When I first saw the training manual and I first started reading it, my my aunt was the first one I did a demo to. And I'm reading it and it's just full of like sales script and just cheesy garbage, you know, old school antiquated stuff. And I didn't know that it was old school or antiquated. I just knew I couldn't say these words. This yeah. is awful. Not me. So I ripped up the training manual and then just decided to do something completely novel and selling, which is telling people the truth. Um, So that's what I did. And so what was your truth? That knives are expensive, right? And whenever you guys know you're selling something that's expensive, they teach you not to mention the price and not to say it's expensive. I, of course, did the total opposite of everything they told me to do and said, listen, these are really great knives, but they are really expensive. Again, I'm selling $80 knives. I mean, that's worth more than my life right at this point. (laughs) Um, So I just went to the store, got a bunch of food, Brought that to people's houses, let them cut with the knives, they bought stuff. And that was really how I did it. I didn't have a script. I wasn't cheesy. I didn't do all those lines. And I'm a, a, you know, only child. So I'm one of one very small family. And as, as y'all know, if you're in real estate, a lot of realtors don't make it once they get outside their family. Mm -hmm. So they never learned how to get referrals. So I had to do it if I wanted to survive. Um, but more importantly, I mean, I wanted to get the hell out of my parents' house. I mean, those of you guys that know Seinfeld, um, my parents are the Costanzas. I mean, <laughs> they are Frank and Estelle. And, uh, if mom and dad, you're listening to this, you already know who yeah, you are, yeah. but I'm serious I <laughs> needed to get out of there. And so the only way I was going to do that was to make more money. And the only way to do that was to get referrals. So I just knew early on I better learn how to get referrals really quickly. So and so let's,
1: let's hover a little bit on the script thing yeah. because the in, in almost any sales industry they're gonna push yeah. you should have a script. Yeah. Right. And one of the things I like to say is learn the script, internalize it, yeah, and then make it your own. Yeah. Right. So, you know, you, you kind of, you, you backhanded the script. You're yeah. <laughs> like, dude, I don't want any of this. yeah Right. And you, you totally did it different. What did you learn and what are you teaching that to, to have agents like, do I learn a script? Do I not make Do I make up my own? Because making up your own script is going to come with trial and error.
3: Right. Right. I mean, that's
1: that's and a lot of times there are people who get into this industry who don't have the comfort of being at home with mom and dad, who don't have, you know, any of that. They need to close a deal like yesterday because they got bills and food that they got to buy for tomorrow. So what are you advising agents to do as far as preparation for sales? I mean,
3: it's a script and you have to have some sort of baseline. But if that script doesn't mesh with who you are, your personality, your morals, your ideals, all that kind of stuff, it's not going to work anyway. Um, Think of it in in sort of terms of an actor or actress. You know, they get a script, but the best ones, they improvise, right? They ad lib. Um, If you watch Kirby Enthusiasm, which is my favorite show of all time, Seinfeld's too, but Curb's one, there are no scripts. They have an outline and and bullet points, and then they just roll with it. And it's unscripted is always best. And in sales, unscripted is always best. When you sound like a salesperson, you walk, talk, sleep, eat like a duck, you're a duck. If you sound like a salesperson, you are one. And if you're listening to this and you're somebody that makes phone calls or sets appointments, it doesn't do everything in person, the only thing your prospects hear is your language. They cannot see you. They can only form a mental picture of who you are. So when you let them know you're a salesperson because of your scripting and your language, and when you sound like a salesperson, you are one. That's what they think.
1: But Steve, we are salespeople. Like we kind of, we have to come to grips with the fact that we are in sales. Like our clients expect us to sell their home. Our clients expect us to sell them the insurance that they need. Yes. Right? They have needs, and we're trying to fulfill their needs. So it's, isn't that a little contradictory? Like, you know, they you would think not so. to be salesy, but you're a salesperson? You would
3: think so. But the two key things to sales, which will never change, are likability and being trustworthy. And if they don't like you and they don't trust you, they're not buying. doesn't matter how good you are. And that's the thing that people miss the most. Mm-hmm. We know we're salespeople. The other prospects know we're salespeople. But people don't want to work with salespeople. And people don't like to be sold. People love to buy; they don't like to be sold.
1: I love that. I love that. I'm a big. Uh, I'm. I'm a big fan of Zig Ziglar. Yeah, and a lot of his sales techniques. Yeah. Uh, and and one of the biggest things that I, I I've taken away from him is when when you get a question asked to you, you should either respond back with a question or a story. Yeah. Right. And and it's kind of tough when you're sitting in that situation and to come up with some off the cuff story or some off the cuff question but i think that's kind of where you're hinting at here is you do have a dialogue you do have a script you do have a an mo you do have a target that you want to get to there are needs and values that need to be met by your client but how you present that information and how you actually go about everything that's the skill that's the fundamentals that you that you talk about
3: and you have to be you just have to be real i mean there's so many phonies in this business I, i cannot even tell you i mean i don't even want to get started on the 10X bullshit and all this crap and uh, the you know Jordan Belfords of the world, right? The Who you follow, who you learn from is who you become. So if you want to be that aggressive used car salesman, proverbial type of person, be my guest, but you ain't my client and I ain't buying from you. I buy from people that are real. I buy from people that are charismatic, that are caring, they might be the newest person, they might screw up a hundred times, but when I know they care about my best interest, that's when you have real connections with people, and that's how you build long-term success. Um, so many people are still into the ABC, always be closing garbage. And you know, this from Glen Gary Glen Ross in 1992. 92, 27 years ago. We don't use beepers anymore. For clues, right, right? Yeah. yeah, you've heard all this, right? Yeah. yeah. I'd love to see people that would enjoy being in that environment, getting yelled at, demeaned, condescended. Boy, that really fosters growth. No,
1: it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, and, you know, I mean, I'm going <clears> to, <throat> I actually like the always be closing, but the always be closing, I think the closing, that term closing has a negative connotation to it. it 100%. Has sales close, 100%. But we're always looking for what the client is looking for. We're always trying to meet their need with the product or service that we have. Right. So the the you're still always closing, but but I think a, a close is a natural progression of a good presentation. Like if you if you met the values, if you answered the questions, closing is just going to
3: happen. That that is the key. And what most salespeople do is they literally spend a third of their sales presentation closing. I mean, they spend a third of it doing this, mm-hmm. handling objections and all this other old school crap. When you do a great job in your sales presentation, which most people don't spend much time on, they spend all the time on learning these ridiculous closing questions. Would there anything uh, prevent you from moving forward today? <laughs> yes, you. Right? <laughs> I mean, these dumbass questions that don't don't work. You have to do a great sales presentation, and then the closing just happens. So, and tell me
1: a little bit about what in what is. Part of a good closing pre- or a good sales presentation.
3: It's funny you now. I'll start with a quick story. I some a lot of my social media stuff, like I just make it up because I'll get pissed off or somebody will say something and yeah. I'll just post it. Their life, and, yeah, right? life yeah, happens, and yeah. you're posting your life. And somebody uh, told me about this ABC crap, and that's how they should do sales. And again, I totally disagree. But I put a post up on LinkedIn that said ABC always be closing. When are we going to get rid of this crap? Blah blah blah. And I think it had 170 thousand views. And like 4,000 people in Sydney, Australia know who I am, right? Because of that stupid post I (laughs) did on a total (laughs) blast, right? But I got all these private messages from people all over the world going, Steve, can you please talk to my sales manager? Steve, can you please talk to my boss, right? Because it's all about closing. They didn't understand it. And one gal, she wrote, um, Steve, what's the one skill that if you could transfer to your clients and you could teach people about sales, what would it be? And that one skill is your ability to have your prospects ask you how to move forward.
1: That's a, that's the toughie.
3: When they say, hey, Hernan, how do we get this thing rolling? Hey, Joe, so when do we In list words, my house? They're closing you. Yes, that's when you know you have it. And the only way you can do that is a, a couple ways. The first way is engaging with people, not building rapport. If I hear that one more time, I'm <laughs> well,
1: Do we have the same kind of dog? Yeah, together? yeah. <laughs> Boy,
3: uh, Hernan, that's a great a putter driver. You have there. I love <laughs> golf, right? I've mean,
1: I got a putter driver too. <laughs> yeah, I,
3: I I I learned this too early on. I went to this guy's office, ironically an insurance guy, broker, and above his desk um, was the most. You, we've heard beauties in the eye of the beholder, right? And mm-hmm. yeah, you know, little, only uh, a face a mother could little, love. This yeah, thing.
1: yeah. The lines.
3: There's not a person on the planet that thinks this painting is worth anything but bonfire material. I mean. God awful, right? Burn my retinas. That's how bad this painting was. And it was like four feet wide above his desk. And I walked in and my, your eyes are drawn to this because it's a total monstrosity. And he sees my eyes look up and he goes, it's a painting, isn't it? I said, yes, sir. I go, who made you put that up there? He goes, my wife. But I was the only guy that said that. Like, who made you put that up there, right? <laughs> I go, how long has that been up there? He goes, too long, bro. Right? <laughs> but every other salesperson that ever met with him goes, that's wow, that's beautiful. <laughs> you know, and he knows you're full of crap. Yeah, Just be honest and engage with people. We spent, I um, have another gentleman I met who, he had all these amazing awards and medals and um, ropes and, all these military honors all over his office. And I was just enthralled because I have a military family. And I just was like, man, what's this one from? What's that one from? What's a 50 minutes later, five, zero, 50 minutes. We were just talking. And he told me, he goes, dude, I got like five minutes left before my one o'clock. <laughs> I'm like, no, oh, don't even worry about it. he goes, whatever you doing, I'm, I'm in whatever you cost. I'm in, I'm good. No sales presentation, had no idea what my coaching cost, no idea what the training was like. But because I engaged with him, he was in.
1: Well, what do we what do we say, Ham about? when you and I have a conversation and I'm like you and I'm about you and you've spoken the whole time about you, then i like you because good conversation it was a good conversation yeah all of is talk the about
2: best me. conversationalists yeah.
3: are the ones that don't say a word right, right? It's that's, that's just, why i stay quiet over here hey <laughs> you use <laughs> these <laughs> more dude that's the best thing right and people feel that and so again For, in, in sales guys you got to be listening 75 percent of the time yeah i mean high right and so when i was
2: boring. uh doing my my research on you here setting up Uh, Before the show, uh, I pulled up your Instagram and there's this quote here, uh, two of them that really stood out. The first one says, Heart centered sales pros are welcome. Yes, sir. And when I saw that, I'm like, okay, I get you. You know, heart centered. I love that. And then the okay. other one is uh, always be closing. By the way, just <laughs> not funny. not everybody can see this, but there's
1: a heart shaped.
3: Uh, hey, it's mark. true. He's not
0: lying. Yeah,
1: he wears his heart on his sleeve. Wear my heart on my that's
2: sleeve. Funny. So when I saw it, I was like, all right, I feel you. Best okay. way to yeah, go.
1: Man. No, but that that's ultimately what it comes down to, right? It, it's I, I always I always think oh, of our.
2: Let
3: me interrupt you. Yeah, I wait. have to tell you this, and not that I could say who it was. You may or may not have mentioned the name, but. Um, I used to do, I uh, was teaching classes on sales at SDAR and uh, San Diego Association of Realtors. And one of the, the guys stood up right in the middle of my class, right as I'm talking, we're talking about engaging with clients and prospects. And he goes, Steve, can I interrupt? I have to tell you this. I go, sure thing. He goes, I came from one of the big names in real estate's events. And you want to know what he said about building rapport? He leans on the table to the whole audience. He goes, you guys want to know how to build rapport? Fake sincerity. <laughs> this is a real, you know what the, Those think of tactics, about that.
1: But those tactics will get you some deals. Yeah. They will build you, they will get you some revenue. They will close transactions. Here's the biggest thing for me. You talk to anybody who's been in the industry 10, 25 years, right? And you ask them, where does your business come from? They're gonna almost 99% of the time tell you, referrals of course right and my problem with that my my biggest issue with that is not the fact that they get referrals it's that they don't they've done something right it's when i turn around and talk to the 22 year old kid who's just getting in the industry yep. and here's referrals they have no idea how to get there right how does that happen
3: yeah no one teaches it right it's all this garbage it's all this closing and get the transit and it, it's not gonna sustain itself long term if you look at any of the people that are the aggressive you know, in your face, I won't mention the names again, you know who they are, they will always not be closing, right? They'll always be chasing because what closers do is they literally always have to close. You know why? Because they never get repeat and referral business. Mm. They are Mm. always chasing the next prospect. It's a big game for how can I close them? How can I close them? And then the customer, the client feels closed. You know what that's called? Buyer's remorse. So you know what you don't get? Referrals. It's true. and
1: That's 100% true. In
3: sales, guys, if you build a career the right way with integrity and honesty and humility, people search you out.
1: This is one of the... In our intro, it says the number one rule in business is to be of service to others, right? Yep. And that's that's one of the things we say all the time. Your purpose in business is to be of service to others. Your business's purpose is to make a profit. And I think we kind of... Intermix those on a lot of time when you're chasing the dollar you're chasing the dollar. Yeah, you're right You're chasing the close. you're gonna do anything to manipulate and to, to yep. structure a deal so that yep. it closes Yep, and the problem is that's the last time you're gonna do business with that person a hundred
3: percent and I I go back to uh, one of my talks upcoming at a real estate office I'm gonna talk about my experience my last realtor and not the not where I live now in Costa Rica but in Scripps and I bought my last house This guy, he kept talking about pools, all right? Wait to see the pool in this place. Wait to see the pool in this place. After like the eighth house, I physically grab him by the shirt. I go, dude, I don't want a pool. (laughs) Like, you want a pool. I don't want a pool. And this is the cardinal mistake most salespeople make is because they sell the way that they buy. Mm -hmm. You have to sell the way your prospect buys. Like... If I like lobster and you don't like lobster, I'm not going to keep telling you how awesome the lobster is. Try it, dude. It's amazing. Right? Well, you will. I got to find out. I lobster. Correct. And then you're <laughs> going to be pissed and so on. You've got to find out how people buy. And that's one of the things I love teaching. In many of the talks I give in my training and coaching, that's what we talk about. How big are you on asking types. questions? Huge. I mean, and it's more important because you said something earlier um, that triggered a, a thought that I had. When you're listening, somebody says something to you, right, in sales, most people just write it down, okay? So if I said, well, what are you looking for in a home Ron? right? And you say, oh, uh, uh, two stories on a cul-de-sac west of the five. Most realtors ones. just take that and go, okay, great. Let me show you this. What they don't do they is do say, it. why a cul de sac? Well, you know, we got two kids mm. and a dog. Oh, cool. How old are the kids? Oh, great. Mm-hmm. My kids are. It's just they told you what they want and you just ran with it because all you want to do is make the sale and you're excited and so on.
1: You're jumping down a shopping list,
3: essentially. You never dive in, right? People never dive in. But there's another step, a third step after they tell you more, you need to use a clarifier. Okay. And that's something like, so. Tell me more about that, Hernan. You you said you wanted to call de sack because of the kids and the dog and so on. Why else, right? Tell, Tell me yeah. more. Those more four words are huge. Tell me more. If your prospects talk more, you win. If you talk more about how great you are, how great your agency is, how great you're your broker asshole. is, right? We have the highest average closing. Come on, dude. Right? Everyone says the same crap. You can't all be number 1. So when you all say you're number 1, you're not. Right? Um, that. but that's what everybody does and I think the best one that y'all can pick up and use right away is just so I'm hearing you correctly or just so I make sure I got it and then you repeating what they just told you so just so we're, we're clear the cul-de-sac is because of this 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 and this do I have that right yes when when people know that they're being heard you win and you don't do the yes ladder bullshit of just get him to say yes five times right we've heard this garbage for 40 years i mean it's just so well, oh so you want to buy a house and a car? yep and you shake your head so you can get them to say yes i, I right?
1: do i do agree with the the get them to say yes but not in the sense of get them to say yes multiple times right. this is a get them to engage correct right so I think I think not again, manipulation right a
3: genuine conversation
1: those are the, the disconnects that people make right it's it's you're trying to get them to, ask, to, to talk you're trying to get them to engage you're trying to ask questions the problem is most people don't know or have an idea of asking clarifying questions or asking nope. why because they're let's be honest they're afraid that the prospect is gonna say something or ask something, they don't have an
3: answer to. And there's two easy analogies for you guys to follow to really simple, like in baseball, okay? If I try to hit a home run, I'm gonna K, I'm gonna strike out. People hit home runs when they're not trying to hit home runs. Mm -hmm. They hit home runs when they're just trying to make a solid swing. That's what most people don't understand. In sales, if you're trying to make the sale, if you have commission breath, okay? which a lot of salespeople have, and you can smell it on them because it's the end of the quarter, the end of the month. They got to hit their bonus. They got to hit their transaction goals. You can smell it when somebody's trying to sell you. Just like in baseball, you just go up. You try to have a great swing in golf. You try to make a great swing. You're not trying to pull it out from the fairway. Um, The other thing we've all heard is you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. You've heard that before. Mm-hmm. You ever tried to pull a horse that doesn't want to come with you? It's um, <laughs> a big animal. Doesn't work, <laughs> right, Cindy Moon? Right, <laughs> so, right. <laughs> all you horse lovers out there, and, and especially in sales, what you look for are thirsty horses. hmm
1: We talk about that they're all the time. easy there to get. are people with it. their hands in the air. You
3: got they're it. They're
1: already asking for help.
3: That's who you look for, right? And it's the same thing, whatever business you're in, it's the same thing for me with training and coaching. Not everybody is gonna be a great client. For me, I'm not gonna be a great fit for them. And that's okay because I'd much rather have fewer clients who are totally committed to doing the work that it takes, the deep work it takes mentally, skill set wise to be able to get to six figures and above. Most people aren't willing to do that. Which, as you know, they go to the coaching factories, they go to the big events, oh, it's only 500 a month, right? They never make it because they're not committed. They think it's easy. Well, everybody's doing it. I should do it. just not going to work.
1: You know, what would you say, because you're going you're gonna to get in front of people and they're going to be like, I want to get to six figures. This is where I'm at. Yeah. And when somebody says, well, how long is it going to take me? Yeah. Is this, you know, can I turn this around in a week? Can I turn this around in two months? Can I yeah. turn this around in a year? Yeah. You know, this, in my mind, is more of a long-tail effect. Correct. What do you normally tell people?
3: Yeah, it's long-term. I mean, there, there are no overnight successes. We can... Sit here for the next three hours and talk about the Kevin Harts of the world, the Joe Rogans, all these folks, right? That are 17 years of failure. Then they became an overnight success. <laughs> Wait, have, um, you brought that up?
1: have you heard the Joe Rogan interview with Kevin Hart? No, but I'll listen to you, it now. Oh my gosh, that one. Do like, they Kev, talk about that? Is that what they're talking well, about? Kevin talks about how, like, how it takes him, like, for him to put a, a special, like an HBO special, it's like a two year process yeah. and his work ethic on what he does to develop yeah. his content. I mean it's so long term And how he's nothing but You know He he lives his philosophy About being You know Good to people Like like there's no need To have that That negativity You need to have that Positivity in your life It's Really good stuff to hear somebody who you look up to or look down to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Literally, yes, four. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, so uh, I you had to throw that short break right in
3: there.
2: But,
1: <laughs> you know, somebody who you idolize, you know, who has a certain level of success, but then they start breaking it down into like, this is what it takes. I don't know
3: if he talked about his daily routine. He's like at yes. the gym at four in the morning. Like, I mean, this guy is, and he's a good dad. And Yeah. But he started at Foot Locker. If you guys don't know, that was like his job. And so he was so good at Foot Locker, somebody said to him, like a customer, was like, dude, you should be in stand-up. And that's how it started. And then, of course, 16 years, 17 years of getting kicked out of clubs, bumped, right, being laughed at, heckled. He's playing bowling alleys. I mean, mm-hmm. most people aren't willing to put in 16 years to have the results that he has now where somebody says, hey, Kevin, you want to be in my film? Sure, how much? 20 million? All right. It's the years of toil and anguish people don't understand or don't want to put the commitment in because they go to the weekend event, they jump up on their chairs and high five and hug strangers, and then they think they're going to be rich by Tuesday. They wake up in their same bed on Monday
1: mm-hmm.
3: with no improved skill set. They just got hopped up over the weekend energy and, right yeah. and they're 5 high grand high high in a hole in right yeah. hmm. what about the skills if I want to become a doctor it's 8 to 12 years it's 400 grand without interest by the way and about 25,000 hours of study residency then I get to make 185 grand which is roughly median salary for a doctor yeah 10 years to make 185 so
1: James if you want to get rich quick get rich slow get rich slow it's really what it comes down to. Yeah. The the it's work. Yep. It's work. It's work. It's work. It's uh
3: That's it, the key. It,
1: but I don't want to hear that. I want an instant gratification. I want to swipe left. I yeah. want an answer. It ain't gonna work. Right? Yeah.
3: <laughs> and those are the folks, unfortunately, that get taken advantage of, right? Those are the folks that are the the kind of the, the personal growth seminar junkies. Uh, they're mm-hmm. they're always going to another end. they're always buying another course, another class, and so on. But they never put the work in to do it. They just think Oh, well, he's got the seven-step system. I'm just going to do that. They do that for 10 days. It doesn't work. They quit. Now they go to a new one. It's the same people that go on diets that are these 30-day fads. A habit takes 66 days to form, not 21. That's an old wives' tale. It's 66 days to form a habit. So when most diets are 30, that's why they don't work. People (laughs) haven't made the fundamental change.
2: Melina. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> she, had, she had an episode on that. Sorry. Yeah. She
3: do did. anything for 60, I don't even care what it is, and your life will be different because now it becomes a habit. It's not just a fad. It's not something you're just trying to do for 30 days. It's part of your life. Mm-hmm. And that's why it works. And it's the same thing in sales, right? It's
1: hard to break habits. Yes. It's a lot easier to start a new
3: one. Correct. I think. And habits generally, if we think about what habits are, it's a negative connotation smoking drinking drugs mm-hmm. all that stuff but people don't really want to develop the ones that will help them in the future hmm. like discipline commitment Stop, integrity you're bad words yeah because they don't sell <laughs> no right? they, don't. they don't they don't sell they don't. but quick sells
1: amazingly they do right they actually do they if you talk to again if you talk to anybody who's been in sales for a long period of time They don't have clients, they have friends. Correct. Right? Because they've developed these relationships. They're they're true, true hashtag powerful relationships, right?
3: Look at them. All the top five, top 10% of sales professionals, talk to all of them. 90% plus of their income comes to them. They're not prospecting guys anymore, it comes to them. And that's because of the integrity, the humility, the relationships, the connections. And their clients are their friends and vice versa. And that's how you build long-term success. Talk to anybody in whatever industry you're in, 20 years plus. Those are the types of people you want to be around. These, these get-rich-quick gurus, the guys that need to film their content on my plane, um, one of the other idiots I mentioned before, he starts his content where his face is in front of his Rolls Royce hood ornament. <laughs> like, okay, we get it. You're an asshole. Thanks. Um, and it's funny because in the video, he's parked in a handicapped spot. So what does that tell you? Um, how ironic. <laughs> I not even see that. <laughs> um, but just be real with people and you'll have long-term relationships. And it, it's fun to just have business come out of nowhere. I promise you guys it's a fun thing where you don't have to keep chasing prospects and always calling people and what why don't you want to move forward mike and they give you the runaround because they don't like you because all you're trying to do they is sell them you. correct but they won't tell you correct and you'll never find out if you had a big giant piece of broccoli in your teeth would you want someone to tell you
1: i'd like it yeah
3: correct most sales don't right they just want afraid. to keep yapping
0: yep
1: they're afraid yep well, I mean, it, it's really what it comes down to. I uh, and if you do it right, you can move to Costa Rica.
3: Yes, sir. <laughs> My house is available. Ju- June, no, July first. July first is when you're going to be. Come on leader. down, yeah. It's a long story. I bought a house a month ago, then I bought another one. It's a weird You're
1: making all kinds of huge choices. Well, I, yeah,
3: I convinced my neighbor to trade houses. It's a long story. What? Uh, what? Talking about see a sale, it, right? Yeah, you'll, <laughs> you'll see it on social media, but uh, yeah,
0: it's I the, convinced awesome. my neighbor to switch houses. It's a true story. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just <laughs> yeah.
1: Let's <listen>. trade. Yeah, let's let trade. equal.
3: Yeah. Cool. That did cost me a few bucks more, but when but, you see it, yeah, it'll, you'll it'll, know, it'll, know what I mean. Yeah. Right. yeah, but right, that's good. the thing. I mean, that's. A lot of times I share when I'm speaking or, or coaching or whatever, and people find out I live in Costa Rica. And I show them, I'm like, "No, this is my house. It's not rented. Um, I'm not. I don't have my hand on a Lamborghini and make it look like it's my Lambo. Like again, most of these other jokers out there. This is real. The stuff that I teach is real, right? And to be able to build a business around your passion, which is, for me is fishing, right? So, Costa Rica's world-class fishing. I get to fish."
0: Whenever I done. want,
3: and I get to build my business around that, and help people build their business around their passion, you don't do your passion around your business, right? That's what people mess up, right? You build your business around your passion, right? You build your business around your life. Most people, forty-seven percent of Americans, don't even take the vacation they're given. I mean,
1: time off. Half. Hours, you mean? Yes. Yeah. Half. They'd rather take the paycheck.
3: Literally, like. No, don't show up to work today. We're paying you. Like, don't come in. No, I want to come in, though. No, I know. But <laughs> this is a paid vacation. Like, you go do... No, no, it's cool. I'm... They don't even take the time off. The very minimal time they get those two weeks a year for the average American. Don't even take it. Half of them. And people wonder why. They're not so happy. Right? Hmm. And that's the issue. That's sad, man. Yep. Yep. Give me a two week yep. vacation. Yeah. Right, give me a. That's the issue, man.
1: <laughs> he actually likes what he does, though. Yeah. So yeah. It's, you know, and that's one of those things where, uh, to me, it's it's when you wake up in the morning, you hit the snooze button. Are you telling yourself you don't want to be awake? You'd rather be asleep for oh. your life?
3: Dude, I, I got to tell you, this is I had a, a realtor at one of the events I, I was talking at. And she came up. She goes, Oh, so I really, I'm interested in coaching with you. I like your personality and you're real and blah, blah, blah. And um, I said, well, tell me a little bit about you, how long you've been in the business, and so on. She said, well, I, I really need somebody to like call me every day and get me up out of bed. Like I, re- And I said, hold on a second. I go, um, you're in the wrong business. Like <laughs> This is not for you. Like You don't even like getting up selling real estate. That's a problem. That's why you're not having success. You don't even like what you do. So, so you can't help? I go, no. Well, I am helping. Yeah. Get out of it. I mean, Find something so else. you won't take my money? No. I'm, no. The, you've got to do what drives you, mm-hmm. what gives you life, right? What, what gets you up and excited? Let me
1: ask you, though. You were a kid who didn't talk to anybody. You didn't say anything. Nothing. How the hell did you know what you wanted to do?
3: I, I didn't. I mean, until Cutco came along, right, and I really understood, like, Wow, I I, maybe I'm pretty good with interacting with people, and I believe in something. Of course, you can't sell it if you don't believe in it. And I used them. I cook, and I loved the product. I still have them today. One of the few things I brought with me to Costa Rica (laughs) um, will not be without my cuckoo knives. But I started realizing and seeing how happy you know that made people, and that's what kind of got me into it. And when I When I left Cutco, I I moved to to Aflac, the company with the duck you guys have seen Mm -hmm. on TV. And Mm -hmm. so I was 14 years with Aflac, and it was the same thing. Seeing what Aflac did for people when they got sick or got hurt, and we gave them a bunch of money, and it saved their house, right? It kept their kids in school. Um, It allowed them to pay their rent or their car. I mean, you could see what it did for people. And if you don't have that, whatever industry you're in, it's it's not going to be fun for you for the next 20 30 40 years. I mean you have to do what you would do now for free. If you could do it for free, would you do would it? Would you do it? Right? And I'd do it now. I mean some of the people that I coach that are either you know a veteran or down in their luck or something. I mean I still I, I would still help them just cuz they can't pay. Me. It's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Do it you've later, to, right? Yeah. You've I mean we've
1: gotten to that point where well, I mean, again, you would do it for free. Yep. You do it anyways. Yep. If you're good at something, <laughs> <laughs> always do it for free. <laughs> and,
3: and if you guys are again the realtors and in, in or real estate industry folks that are listening to this, I mean, this is your clients' biggest purchase ever mm-hmm. from now till eternity. This is a big deal. You are going literally to be a part of their life for a long time. And a number that Eric actually shared with me, Eric Gilman, eight percent of real excuse me, eight percent of clients don't remember excuse me, remember the name of their realtor three or four years later. Eight percent you sold them their biggest purchase of their life.
1: They don't remember who you and
3: are. And only eight percent remember who you are. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the disconnect there? And that's because everybody's on to the next sale. What can I, I got to close somebody up, right? They're always on to the next sale. Most salespeople are not great at servicing, staying in touch with, right, the the clients that they Mm -hmm. have. But the ones that you know that are the huge producers in whatever industry you're in, they have the best clients. Gee, you wonder why? Because they treat them like they're their only client people right not just another transaction Mm. and once you guys get that concept i mean it's a different world you know and you treat people with respect and dignity and this is a big deal they're not going to buy a pair of shoes i mean this is a big deal so when you do the the first call close crap you try to get them to sign the listing agreement the first time you see them that's insane to me it's insane Hmm. I would never bring a listing agreement. You guys can disagree, agree or not. I would never, ever do that in a first meeting, never, ever. They have to be totally comfortable with you to part with half a million, a million bucks. And We're trying to say, yep, I'm good with you. I just met you for 30 minutes, but sure, that's the way people think. It just doesn't work like that. So. If you're okay with making lots and lots of sales and getting lots and lots of customers the second, third, or fourth time you see people, you're going to have a long career. If you're all about this instant gratification, instant close, i got to hit my quota, all this crap, you're going to be doing that for the next 30 years, if you're even in sales at that point.
1: Without an exit strategy. Yep. Dude, such sombering, yet (laughs) promising, you know, like. Advice right here. Yeah,
3: once people embrace this stuff and they make the changes up here, right, that it's necessary for them to do that.
1: Well, let's face it. The sky's the limit. That's the golden rule, right? Treat those how you want to be treated. It's yeah. pretty basic. It's pretty simple.
3: Somebody else, a great influencer of mine, Dan Negroni, um, Dan shared with me something called the platinum rule. Now, he didn't invent it. I think somebody here in San Diego did. But the platinum rule is actually more relevant to what we're talking about than the golden rule. The golden rule says treat someone as you would want to be treated. Mm-hmm. Think about the lobster analogy.
1: All right. Yeah. yeah Why I, would I, I want, make
3: you? Uh, I want lobster. I want you lobster. should want lobster, right. right? So the platinum rule is treat others how they want to be treated,
1: hmm.
3: not how you want to be treated. I might have to steal that one. Steal it. And give credit to Dan. But that's the way we sell. We should sell. Sell the way that they buy not the way mm-hmm. that you buy as a teacher you would understand that That's
2: teach true. the way that they learn
3: correct yes my first course i had a um a drip so it was you know 12 12 modules and the first module was week one right you couldn't get to week two until you Could finished week, week, week one more. right yeah. and then one of my clients he goes steve what the hell are you doing i go what he goes i, I dude i want to dive in like i i'm pumped like i want to learn from you i want like lesson 11 like today i said but no that's not how it works and he goes no dude that's not how it works for me like i learn from massive info and diving in you learn from one step at a time don't project your learning onto me and other people so from that point on i opened up the course did anybody get any Thing they want at any time and I'm thankful that he told me that because I was teaching the way, the way that I learned them. yeah but and that's the cardinal rule of sales that I broke myself so I'm always learning I always try to learn from other people but that's a great point thanks for bringing that up yeah. because that's well I critical. appreciate
1: you coming over today yeah thanks I mean, man it's I love learning it is the funnest thing I could do like yep. if I could do this all day long and just like Best thing I ever. always do the same analogy matrix me just like plug yep. it in and give me all the information I possibly can yep. I'm a deep diver too I'm like if I got time I'm on an audiobook or I'm on a podcast or I'm like just just give me more that's the
3: difference that's why you have a certain amount of people that are successful and the most amount are not because their matrix is Netflix their hmm. matrix is TV for four hours a day which is what the average American watches four hours a day Those same people are the ones that say, I don't have time. Mm
1: -hmm. You don't make time. Um, You don't prioritize your time. We all
3: have the same time. Like my clock works like yours, but it's what we choose to do with it. So the people that we all know that are binge watching, right? Binge drinking, binge eating, we associate those words with binging. I don't know very many people that binge personal growth, right? (laughs) Very few people that are binge personal growthers, right? I'm a nerd but that's the difference that's why you're successful that's why these very few people are because they spend their time learning once they learn it they got it then they can do whatever my they want my
1: favorite thing is once i learn it i share it
3: yep like that to
1: me that's the I, I i talk about this all the time where like you think you know something you don't really know it until no. you try to teach it to somebody yep if you when you try to teach it to somebody that's where you learn real quick if that's something that you know or that you Absolutely. think you know, <laughs> I mean, this is a big difference.
3: Absolutely, a lot of people they think they know it all. You, we all know who those people mm-hmm. are. And once you like tell yourself that you're great, you're awesome, you know everything. I mean, you're dead. You're dead. You cannot go through life thinking you know everything when you literally know about that much, mm-hmm. right? So it's important always share things. And for those of you guys that have teams or are mentoring other people. Don't hide stuff. Don't, don't hoard it. I mean, when you find something that works, share it. It'll come back to you mm-hmm. a millionfold. Mm-hmm. Hey, dude, I found this way to do an open house. Hey, dude, I found this way to meet new clients or get more referrals or whatever on social media. I found this post that were Share with people. People want to be around other people that share. They don't want to be around other people that are selfish. And So just an important tip I think was great to bring up there. Totally.
1: Yeah. Totally. All right, Steve, I'm sure we went way over our time. Oh, yeah, whatever, cool. man. We're good. <laughs> I, I love talking. I <laughs> yeah, personal
3: growth, help, sharing, man. It's all good, man.
1: Um, Talking to this camera right here, this is going to be you. What's up, man? Uh, Let people know how to how to get a hold of you. I mean, they know I like, can trust you now for sure. <laughs> well, hey, we'll,
3: we'll see what happens on uh, some of my uh, aggressive uh, anti-salesman-ish posts. But uh, well, you can find me on LinkedIn, of course, right, Steve Haru. Um, find me on victory selling that's victory selling easy right.com uh, you can find me on instagram at the steve Haru, t-h-e-s-t-e-v-e-h-e-r-o-u-x and so again hopefully i'll get to see you in san diego soon if you're hitting up lab code agents live june 17th 18th 19th that range um, will be great to to see you guys as well connect thanks stop John. them take a picture and an email, steve at Victoryselling.com. Would love to hear from you, your feedback, your thoughts. Again, I'd love to hear from people who maybe have a different thought, a different way of viewing things. Again, i love to learn and hear what I could do better. So if you heard something today you think could help or maybe help other people, please share with me. Please reach out. I'd appreciate it.
1: Well, You know, one of the biggest things I take away from today is speak your truth. You already know in your gut with whatever you're watching, you're looking at, you're saying is right or wrong.
3: 100%. Right? You know.
1: Trust your gut. Right. oftentimes the, if you're taking a multiple choice test trust your gut if you hmm, know you're always. gonna do something trust your gut your gut you know will you be wrong once in a while sure but you know that whatever you did you did it with full heart and conviction and i yep. forget
3: who um who told me this and this is a good one to end on but i don't know if it was jim Rohn or, or one of the other thought leaders but when you tell the truth, you never have to remember what you said.
2: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's actually in the code of ethics for our company. Yeah,
1: tell the truth, and you'll never have to remember a thing. Yep. That's that's yep. it's true. Yep. If you lie, remembering lies gets hectic yep. after a while. Which lie did you tell yep. to who and to what? Just tell Just the,
3: the truth. Me, Sometimes always... it hurts. Some hey, someone's got to do it. Why not you? That's
2: true. Right? Yeah. I mean, and big. I'm just agreeing with what you said, you know, uh, how being your true self, just being authentic, you know, that's what makes the best salespeople just being you.
3: <laughs> it's the easiest thing it's we have to do. Thing. We don't have to get told how to be ourselves, right? That's it. That's it. Love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Well, thanks, right. boys. Of course. Thank you thanks for coming brothers. on the show. So you oh, soon. We get our shout out. Appreciate it. Oh give yeah, a shout I always out. forget the
1: shout out. Who oh, yeah? Who you? Who do you? Who do you think will be a good guest to have? On well, the It's
3: funny. I've just had lunch with a good friend of mine, Brad Sund. Uh, it's a State Farm agent. We were just talking about mm-hmm. insurance. Same type of guy. Again, you are the average, right, of your top five friends, and he's a great guy. Also heart centered. Um, I would love to to give him a shout out and maybe have you guys connect after because I think you get along great. So perfect. You're the man, Brad. We're gonna reach out. Thanks to for Brad. lunch.
1: <laughs> Thanks for lunch <laughs> Always love that yeah. Alright ladies and gentlemen Quick re- reminder 365 pairs of shoes By the end of the year If you have any uh, New used um, Cash donations 619-884-0045 Or james At csverse.com Hit him up He'll write over in his Harley And of course If you want to add insurance Into your business Maybe you have a mortgage company Tax office Something like that You want to add insurance let us know. And for all your insurance needs, again, James, 619-884-0045 or james.csfirst.com. That's all we got for you guys today. Peace.
3: See y'all. Bye-bye. And we're yeah. out.
0: Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance?